Welcome to another edition of Touring the AFC South. I am your host, Mike Patton. And before we get started into the show, of course, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at MikePatton82. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-T-T-O-N 82 on Twitter. Now for the show, you can follow the show on Spotify. You can follow the show on Apple Podcasts, you can follow the show on Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Now, specifically for Spotify and Apple Podcast listeners, you can actually rate the show and on Apple Podcasts, you can rate and review it. Hey, I'd greatly appreciate it if you would do that for me. <clears throat> now on to the show. Now, this episode will feature Fisk University Sports Information Director, Scott Wallace. Now, we're going to talk a lot of Nashville, a lot of Tennessee, and we are going to talk some Titans as well. But, hey, we're going to have some HBCU talk going on on this episode. Just giving you fair warning. If you don't like that, hey, that's all you. But, hey, this is what we're going to talk about in this episode. There you go. But before I get to me and uh, Scott's conversation, I've got my get it off your chest segment. And of course, this segment is going to go out to the Black Sports Business Symposium. Now, for those that aren't aware of what the Black Sports Business Symposium is, it was a the inaugural one this year in Atlanta, and the Black Sports Business Symposium is a disruptive, invitation-only annual event that unites, cultivates, illuminates, and celebrates black professionals. Yes, again, the Black Sports Business Symposium is a disruptive, invitation-only annual event that unites, cultivates, illuminates, and celebrates black professionals. And I was so lucky to get an invitation and get accepted to go. And I must say that it was incredible. Just all the different people that showed up that were there from a Jamel Hill to a, uh, you got a Jock McClendon that, that works football affairs for the Los Angeles Rams to uh, Renee Montgomery to a LaChina Robinson to South Carolina's Aaliyah Boston, I mean, and more. I mean, there's a ton of people there that were pouring into us, talking about different things going on with them, and kind of explaining just a little, giving, giving free game, as, as, as everyone says. And it was just a bunch of learning and hearing and understanding. And just, you know, you, you definitely had your pen and your pad out taking notes from, from some of the things these speakers were dropping. I mean, you also had Amazon and the ESPN and uh, who's who's kind of was uh, a little bit powering the the actual uh, symposium. And you you had, of course, some NFL folks. You had a lot of different uh, things going on that, 
you know, you can definitely appreciate, you can definitely were, you know, thankful for. I mean, honestly, I can't remember a time in my life where I was around so many people that, you know, were all striving to get involved in sports, do things in sports, work in sports. And this was the perfect mixture of it. You had the NFL there, you had ESPN there. And I mean, there was all this potential there for people to get jobs. Potential, because you're in front of people that are the decision makers and all those different people as well. And I must say, I greatly appreciated all the knowledge that was passed. I greatly appreciated, you know, there was different age ranges there. And, you know, a lot of the, the younger kids that were there, I definitely appreciated talking to them and just seeing their hunger to to make it and be successful and, you know, kind of passing along information to them. Because to me, keeping all the information in and keeping it to yourself is almost like you're being a gatekeeper. And I'm not a gatekeeper. I'm a door opener. I'm going to open the door and let somebody else come in behind me as well. So or open the door for them if it's not my area of expertise. And I just loved pouring into uh, everyone I was around, getting poured into by the speakers and and the different professionals that I spoke to. And, you know, I left that event feeling even better than when I entered the event. And I have to greatly thank, you know, uh, Gregory Gibson, Steve Weish, Kevin Demoff. Uh, those are a few of the names I can, you know, talk about from the board of advisors and the, the uh, you know, of course, the, the co-founders as well. I know Mr. Gibson and Mr. Weish are, you know, definitely co-founders. Uh, there's probably one I'm missing. I do apologize if I missed the name. But definitely appreciate all the the accessibility, all the information, all the learning, and all the growing that was fostered at the Black Sports Business Symposium to get more faces that look like me and all the people that were there in positions, in primetime positions. And I cannot be thankful enough for the Black Sports Business Symposium, and I'm looking forward to the next one. That was my Get It Off Your Chest segment for this episode. Up next again, it is Fisk Sports Information Director Scott Wallace on Touring the AFC South with your host, Mike Patton. We'll be back right after this commercial break. For those that have checked out my picture, my new picture for my you know graphics for my podcast, you can tell... I have a new image, an updated image, a professional looking image. It's time for you to take control of your image and you can take control of your professional image with a fresh set of headshots by the good folks of Joshua Silver's Photography. Let Josh at Joshua Silver's Photography handle your personal branding, business headshots, portrait or any other photographic need with great pricing and even better quality You can reach him via phone at 423-557-6746. Once again, that's 423-557-6746. You can also reach him at Instagram at Joshua Silver's Photography. Or 
you can reach him on Facebook. Call Joshua Silver's Photography and get yourself booked today. I know I did, and he's got me looking great. Welcome back to Touring the AFC South. I am your host, Mike Patton. And a lot of times in Nashville, when you hear about Nashville, we do have four HBCUs here, everybody. Uh, Tennessee State's probably the one everyone knows about. Meharry, people talk about that one. And people talk about American Baptist College, too. But you cannot, cannot, cannot forget about Fisk. Fisk is an HBCU here in Nashville. And if you, you want to get geographical, you have TSU, Meharry, and Fisk all on Jefferson Street, which is a very historical street in Nashville. If you don't know about it, look it up. But uh, I want to bring on tonight uh, my guest, uh, Fisk. Sports Information Director, and of course he he's been in Nashville long enough. You might as well call him a Nashvilleian at this point, <laughs> <laughs> Mister Scott Wallace. What's going on, man? What's going on, Mike? Man, let me just say I'm very proud of what you're doing, man. I've been following you for a very long time. You're doing your thing, man. And uh, guys like me that are older than you, man, look look back and we see what you're doing, and we really appreciate it, man. Hey, I, I appreciate the kind words, man. Just a just a young man trying to do something, man. <laughs> there you go. But I gotta ask, uh, you know, speaking of uh, you know, trying to do something, things like that. Let me I gotta ask about your journey to being Fisk Sports Information Director. How did that journey kind of come about? It's funny, man. You asked that. I just saw the guy that started that journey for me. His name is Anthony Owens. He's a former Houston Oiler. He was the um he was the athletic director at Fisk. And my wife knows his wife. They're both in uh, AK. And um, they ask, did they know anybody that could, they asked her if they knew anybody they could announce. And she said, yeah, my husband can announce a little bit. That's when I first, my first, first announcing job was that. And then they put a laptop in front of me and said, hey, man, we need you to figure out how to do stats as well. So I did the <laughs> stats announce there. Then I went on um, and I worked there with him for a couple of years. And then, um, you know, guy that we both know and love, Penny Collins. I, I, I was my wife was working at TSU. We did a show called Bench Press. Uh, Jason Sales, Mike McKinley Young, who you know really well, Junior was on that show. My son, and and Penny was on the show. And I told him, I said, man, I love to work with you. He was at Columbia State at the time, mm-hmm. and so that just so happened, Fisk let me go, and so I was wide open. So then, Penny picked me up, and at that year, he had just went to the uh, JUCO championships with the number one player in the nation, TJ Dunnans, TJ Cromer, and some others, some local guys, Jamate Graham, and all that. And so I worked with him for a year, and I tell you, we became such good friends. And a lot of people don't know, you know, the fact that he and I have worked together for a very long time. They think it's just TSU, but I've been around Penny for, for many, many years. And so I, I did that. Then, I, then, then, of course, Penny went on to East Tennessee State, then Illinois State, then back at TSU. By that time, I went back to Fisk, and then we got guys like Kenny Anderson, and now we got gymnastics, and we got a great women's coach coming in as Victoria Crawford. And so that's my journey to Fisk University. Also, with on the back end, I've been working at TSU, helping out a little bit over there, working with East Nashville uh, Magnet High School, who in the time that I've been there have won the uh, girls' and boys' state championship, which I'm very proud of. So that's my journey, man. It's in short, it's been a long time, and you see the grays on my face to see that I've been around a little bit. 
<laughs> I hear you there. I hear you there. Now, um, as far as uh, everyone who's not aware, yes, that Kenny Anderson, that yeah, Kenny Anderson. former NBA <laughs> star Kenny Anderson, point guard, Georgia Tech. Yes, yep. that guy. So just just so everyone is aware, because you know they <laughs> they could be thinking it's Kenny Anderson that's in Nashville, and I don't know any Kenny Anderson in Nashville, but I'm just saying. No, not the one that played for the Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals either. This, this is the guy that played in the NBA 17 years. Uh, number one, number two pick in the draft, played for Georgia Tech. Uh, matter of fact, my company, Wallace Media Groups, uh, we are the local. Um, we we uh, we we handle his media credentials and things like that, and we get him out there a little bit. So he he's one of my clients and um, great guy, and um, guy that really loves to tell his story, and his story is a tragic story at times, but he doesn't mind sharing it because he what he's at fist for is to show these young men and yet young ladies how to do it and, and not to make the same mistakes he did. We all make mistakes. He doesn't mind sharing his mistakes. That's what I love about him. Yeah, he definitely is a good guy. I spoke to him a couple times. He definitely is a good guy. Now, yeah. for those that, that are not aware, let's talk about Fisk. You know, the yeah. history of Fisk, you know, for those that are not aware, Music City is not because of country music. Right. Music City is because of the Fisk Jubilee Singers, and they got that nickname or the, the, the Music City because of the Queen, correct? Queen of England. Yes, yep. they went over to sing with the Queen of England back in the 1800s or something like that. And she said, Nashville is the Music City. And see, people think that is country music because the CMAs and things like that, that's, that's great. But it originated from the Fisk Jubilee Singers, who won a Grammy a couple of years ago. And they, you know, that they are, I mean, to have that and uh, all of the history, the John Lewis's of the world, the Diane Nash's of the world, you know, MLK's been on campus and all that. When you go on campus, you can tell it probably hasn't been upgraded since they've been there as well. But uh, <laughs> but um, we we are very proud of that. I never let me tell you a quick story, Mike. Uh, uh, people don't know Beyonce knows his dad, um, Matthew knows, played basketball at Fisk, and he came to the uh, volleyball championships last year, and I. And he looked around, he said, man, this, this brings back memories. I said, yeah, it looked the same way when you played, right? You need to drop some money, man. You know, so people like that. And, and we have a lot of people like that. And we're, we're growing and we're trying to bring some great people here now. I do some of the recruiting on both sides as well. And so we got a great recruiting class coming in for the men and the women basketball, also volleyball. We're very proud of it. And, and of course, it's part of the Black Ivy League. So you can't be dumb coming to this. It's not, you're not, it ain't no shop classes and the, Classes I took in college, <laughs> you know, but um, you got to have some, you got to have some academic prowess as well. And that's what we're proud of as well. The guys that guys and girls that have uh, graduated uh, from there. And uh, that's right. We are Music City because of the Fist Jubilee Singers, Mike. You did your homework, right, brother. Right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, I have to explain this to people that are not from Nashville all the time. So this is, this is like this. I know this like the back of my hand. So yeah. Um, as far as, uh, you know, we are going to talk, we talked Fisk and, you know, all the things going on there, you know, you got Kenny Anderson over there, gymnastics program. So Fisk is definitely, you know, on the way up doing great things. And, you know, as a university that everyone needs to talk about along with Tennessee state, along with Meharry, along with American Baptist college as well. Keep that in mind again, four HBCUs in Nashville, four, four, four. You can see my hand. If you look at four, that's it. All right. But of course, we do have to talk about Tennessee State University. Of yes. course, you know, you did go into how you worked with uh, with Penny Collins, Brian Penny Collins over at uh, TSU and before that. Um, now, I have to get into 
the announcing part. Now, I've covered many a game, and I look over, and somebody is on the mic, rocking the mic over there. Sometimes it used to be what, Ernie Allen? Ernie Ernie Allen, I know he still does that from time to time. I don't know how how often, but I look over there uh, sometimes, and you're over there rocking the mic. Now, how did you kind of craft your – uh, voice for that, and how did you get involved in kind of like doing that with TSU? Is it kind of like another call again? Yeah, so it, it is a calling for me, honestly. I, I never forget our first time I ever announced was in high school. I we had a indoor track meet at my high school back in the '80s, and I and the announcer wasn't there, so I grabbed the mic, and and of course the track coach got <laughs> mad, but then one of the parents was like, "Who was that guy on the mic? Put him back on the mic!" And so I, that's how I got confidence in it, and then coming here uh, doing high school games um, and Penny being at the games and doing the fist games. And, and my and my signature call is somebody hit a three is bang, bang. And so a lot of people know me <laughs> by that. And and and, and what happened was Ernie, um, you know, he's a longtime announcer. And, you know, and during COVID previous year, he didn't announce. And so they had um, announcer opening for volleyball. I don't know if you knew that. I, I did volleyball for Fisk and TSU. And so wow. I did That's the first volley- yeah, I did the first <laughs> volleyball game that they had at the Gentry Center. And it was like people were like, who is that guy? And so after that, um, Ernie, uh, when it was like a little changeover in the SID and the uh over there, Ernie didn't want Ernie doesn't do back to back games. He doesn't like doing men's and women's and men, women's games. So I was doing the women's game. And um then Ernie be sometimes, you know, it was a lot of snow this time, so Ernie couldn't make it. So I would do the men and women game sometimes. So I would basically fill in for the greater in the island, who's a just a, a, a historian, historic guy at TSU. He does football. He does the band. He does all those. And so that's how I started it. And um, then, uh, you know, at a HBCU, one thing about it, you got to be able to do more than one thing. So I also do the clock. So some games I did the clock and I did the uh, PA. At the same time, and don't tell the don't tell the OBC that because they would get very upset. But you got to do what you got to do, man. When you had a, when you had a, when you had an HBCU, so it, and for true. me, it's not foreign because I do the electronic stats and the PA for Fitz. I do the music electronic stats and PA for East Nashville Magnet. So you got to learn how to do more than one thing. And my dad always taught me. Just, just don't be a one, one trick pony, man. Learn everything. When you go to a job, learn everything. If you're the janitor, learn how to turn the lights on. Learn how to do whatever it is you need to do, because uh, you never know when you're going to be needed, and that makes you less expendable when you can do more than one thing. So that's been my claim to fame: is Mike has be able to do more than like you. You can, you can, you know, do the podcast, or you can write, and you can, you know, do all these things. So. You got to be able to do more than one thing. And that's what I uh, try to train people. And also my wife and I have a training program. We train uh, young men and women to do more than one thing. And we are very proud to have some people producing on CNN now. Uh, we have, we if you go to the uh, TSU games, the ones that do the ESPN feed, uh, three or four of them work through our program. And they have learned how to do more than one thing because they know that if somebody doesn't show up, then they can just step into that role. So, that's how it got started. Bang bang uh, is my call, and I and you know nobody better take that away. I hear I hear people trying to do it, but it's not it's not as good as me. And, and also, too many steps. I stole that one from uh, uh, Dr. Steve Ball from East. Uh, too many steps call when somebody travels. Uh, those two are my favorite calls. So 
<laughs> man well I, I will say i do enjoy uh listening to your calls and uh you know you definitely know that you're doing the call when it happens <laughs> yeah. i mean it, it, it you know i i can definitely say i enjoy it but of course you know we have talked you know hbcu and college uh sports but of course we do have to talk the titans since uh-huh. this is nashville and this yeah. is the touring the nfc south right. so I got to ask you, and I've asked many a guest on this show, mm-hmm. what was your feeling towards <laughs> the end of that Bengals game <sighs> when the Titans lost that, that you know, it's just mind-boggling loss at home against the Bengals? Do you remember where we were that day? Do you remember where we were early that day? Uh, TSU game. TSU, yeah. You remember? TSU yeah. game. And you know we were we were trying to work it and watch our phones to see what was going on and 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 then once the game was over, I got in the car, my wife turned it on the radio. We were driving home, and that's when AJ Brown scored, and we back in it now. And so by the time I got home, I watched the whole fourth quarter, Mike. And I watched, and I I, I saw my guy, and he's my guy Tannehill, kind of tense up a little bit. And 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 when he threw that interception, I saw. I mean, when you when you're when you're a sports writer, you watch the whole. You just don't watch where it goes. You know that you watch mm-hmm. who was open or what did he see and all those things. But I saw AJ Brown fly open. I saw uh, <laughs> Tulio Jones was open, but he threw it to Westbrook Aquina, who's the Indiana guy, which I am, and I'm glad of that. But. I, that's what I saw, and I was so hurt. And I didn't watch that, the Green Bay game. I'll never forget because I was like, I'm not watching no more football. I was that mad that day. Green Bay ended up losing. <laughs> and so I didn't feel as bad because they were number one seed too. And um, that was one of the things that I I was so happy they were one, number one seed. But then I thought about it, Mike. I was like, you know, everybody else kept going. So maybe that was the problem that the Titans had that week off. And then you plus you got to try to bring uh, Henry off for eight weeks of not playing. And you want to give him the ball, but he was not in shape to that football shape. And all of them know play football, you got to get hit. And he hadn't been right. hit in a long time. And so that what's the other running back name? The big, the big one, the big running back. Uh, Foreman. Dante yeah, Foreman. Dante Foreman. I just wish that they would have fed him more. Showcase, you know, through 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 uh Penry out a little bit, but Foreman had a great game. And I and I wish that, but that's the way I felt as a Titans fan. And a lot of people don't know this. I know I'm saying what I've done, a lot of things. When I first moved here, I didn't have much money. So what I did was I got a job working for CSC. And I was able to get the job to be able to work at the business team locker room. So I worked every game, every weekend because everybody wanted to be on the Titan side. But I wanted to be on the visitor side. So I was able to meet a lot of people on that side. And so... Uh, I, that's why I became a great Titan fan. I I really enjoyed that. Reggie Wayne and I go at it all the time, and, and people like that because we <laughs> used to see them every year: the Colts, the uh, Texans, and the uh, Jaguars. So I became friends with a lot of those guys. But after that game, man, I just was sick. Like I, I, I was real sick. It took me a while to watch. I watched the following week, but that weekend, that Sunday, and that second game that day, I just couldn't watch it because I was just that sick. I was sick. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a pretty rough one, uh, definitely. Yeah. And uh, you know, of course, you know, we do have to move forward to this season. Mm-hmm. And what you know, what are your thoughts on uh, Derrick Henry going to this season? I, I will say, I, I went to uh, I was I was at one of the practices. I was at the uh, mini camp, and 
He seems a lot more he well, he's always motivated, but he seems like a little bit more of a chip is on his shoulder. Is that yeah. kind of what you 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 kind of feel from him when you listen to him speak? Yeah, when I because he's not a he's not one of these guys that's a rah rah guy. He goes out there and does his business. I think that uh, he really. I think that he felt he was RoboCop and he was not going to get hurt. And that he probably was more hurt than all of us were. And to see that the team still succeeded without him. Right. And so he wanted to make sure now <laughs> that he's ready. And uh, what I saw, I saw a few interviews with him. I saw some clips of him. Uh, he looks like he's the Derrick Henry of old. And I think that now everyone that comes off of an injury, uh, the biggest thing is the mental side. You know he's going to be physical. You know he's, but it's the mental side. What happens when I cut? What if happens somebody grabs this ankle? What happens, you know, the next day after a game? So the mental side is what he's going to have to really work on. I think the physical side, you never have to worry about that with Derrick Henry. But it's going to be the mental side. First time coming off of an injury, Mike. So you got to remember that. But I think that what uh, John Robinson has done and Mike Rabel has done, you know, we lost A.J. Brown. But I actually like the, the pieces that they're bringing in. I like the Haskins kid. Uh, that's coming from uh, Michigan to kind of spell him better than I like the other guys um, that that they have, that's been there. So I think that, um, and then I really like the new tight ends that they have too. I think it's going to be a it's going to be a better to me. Even though you're losing guys like AJ Brown and Julio Jones, I think you'll have a lot more uh, pieces to the puzzle now. What hurt them last year, Mike? To be honest with you, is that we got nothing from the tight end position. And that is something that Tannehill really, when he, you know, did well with. Even Mariota, when he was there, he had Delaney Walker. Tannehill had Jonu Smith. I know Ferkser, he's a, he's a better second tight end than he is a number one tight end. He showed that. <clears throat> so I think that when you talk about Derrick Henry taking the workload off of him, not getting 400 carries, maybe 330 or something like that, but still getting his yards is going to be a big thing. But it's not going to happen. It's going to happen. I know Titans don't run first team, but it's going to have to be the tight ends. Gonna have to be uh, Bobby Trees. Gonna have to be guys like that to really step up to be able to make something happen. And of course, if we can get the same thing from the defense as well. Right, right. The defense is definitely going to be key this year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I feel like the Titans are, are are being a lot overlooked. You know, mm-hmm. especially with the additions of uh, Matt Ryan to the uh, Colts and Stephon Gilmore. So now a lot of people are kind of riding that train. But you know, honestly, looking at them, they have a polls too. So, you know, it's just, you know, mainly uh, they don't have a number one wide receiver. I know that's no slight to Michael Pittman Jr. He's mm-hmm. talented, but he's mm-hmm. not a number one wide receiver. And you still have questions about the pass rush, even though, you know, you did acquire a, a nice pass rusher from the, from the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you still have questions there. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. But, you know, I, I think the Titans are still the team to beat in the division, to be honest. And you think about it, they lost their defensive coordinator. Eberflus was a key to that defense. Now you got a new guy coming in. The same thing the Titans had to deal with last year with a new offensive coordinator. Now they had a new defensive coordinator two years ago, and we struggled that that year. Last mm-hmm. year did much better. Now the Colts have to have a new defense. I know they got they got Weber Leonard and all those guys, but now you got a new system coming in, a new guy calling the plays and things like that. That's that's key. And, you know, Matt Ryan, you know, God bless him, you know, but this is the third year in a row that they're going to have a different – well, fourth year in a row, they're going to have a different guy behind center. No, it's more than that. Is it more than that? Oh, yeah, because it was uh, Andrew Luck, 
Yeah, it was Jacoby Brissett. That's right, Jacoby Brissett. It was uh, let's see, who was What's his name? On that one? Seventeen yeah. from Rivers. Philip Rivers, uh, Carson Wentz, and now it's going to be Matt Ryan. That's five in a row. Yeah. Yep. So what? Well, you never know when you got a guy coming in. We got we got lucky, man. When Tannehill came in, you know, Mariota uh, struggled, brought Tannehill in, took us to AFC Championship game. You know that doesn't happen a lot. And so now, can Matt Ryan? You know, it's no T.Y. Hilton. You know, of course, they got the running back, but there's no T.Y. Mm-hmm. Hilton. There's no, you know, guys like that. They got good tight ends. I always love the tight end position. But that's what's key is that you got five years in a row, a new quarterback. And every year they say, oh, yeah, we got Phillip Rivers. Oh, we got, uh, what's his name? It's Carson Wentz this year. But, you know, I, I actually like Joe Jacoby Bissett. You know, I think he hurt us more than the other, the other two guys did, honestly, uh, to me over the years and i was glad that he left you know and um <laughs> you know but then philip rivers you know and, and 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 carson wentz they are they were who i said they would be which they did not win so, right and, right and then and, and, and thank god for the jacksonville jaguars they can't win that for nothing, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> I love yeah Jack, yeah jacksonville jaguars uh they definitely uh Trying to put some money into into winning, we'll see if it actually pans out this year. Or yeah, not. But yeah. you know, of course, that was uh, you know, we're going over the Titans, we're going over TSU basketball, went over Fisk, but of course, we can't end the show without playing a game. Oh, I got five questions for you. Five. Two answers for each question. You got to pick one. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. First up, we've got Eddie George or Chris Johnson. Mm. Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson. All right. There you go. Now, this one is going to be interesting, your answer. We've got Jake Locker or Marcus Mariota. You got to pick one to win a game. Who you got? I'm going to pick Marcus. Marcus was clutching the playoffs, especially against Kansas City. Uh, Jake, man. uh, But Marcus (laughs) was clutch. I hear you there. Now, we've got uh, two receivers that ended up here past their prime. That would be Carl Pickens and Randy Moss. Which one you picking? You realize Randy Moss didn't pick, catch a pass with it. The only pass he caught, they right. called back. <laughs> right. What's he do with it? And I just can't believe we didn't throw the ball to him. And so, <laughs> if if without Jeff Fisher, I'd say Randy Moss all day long. We <laughs> <laughs> threw the ball to right. him. I know it. It was it was it was incredible it was how how much. Yeah, it never even never even looked his way. Never. <laughs> it's amazing. Now I've got a. Uh, Let's see. Defensive tackles. Okay. Albert Hainsworth or Jeffrey Simmons? Now, you know Albert Hainsworth and I are friends, but <laughs> Jeffrey Simmons is a dog, man. He's, <laughs> that dude is a dog. And and, 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 and and Hainsworth had that mean streak, and I, I tease him all the time. I talk to him. Uh, but I, Jeffrey Simmons, man, even though he's only been there for three years, and Hainsworth had about five, six years, but Jeffrey Simmons is going to He's gonna be that. He's gonna be that guy. He's gonna be. He's he's there, man. I I think that uh they put some guys around him now, and he showed last year. I think this year this is gonna be his year, man. He's gonna he's gonna make he's gonna make some plays and 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 oh man, that play against Buffalo he made on that fourth and fourth and goal was you don't you don't see that happen on a quarterback sneak. So that play right there mm-hmm. uh lets me know that Jeffrey Simmons a little bit. Edge over Hanksworth, my friend. Hope you ain't watching, <laughs> but, <laughs> Albert. But I gotta take Jeffrey, man. 
Now I'll tell you this: uh, Jeffrey Simmons has slimmed down, I believe, this year. So in an effort to make more plays uh, in, in the uh, just make more, I guess, turnovers, things like that. So we'll see how that works out for him. I hope I'll be like percent. Casey. I'm gonna be like Casey when he lost weight, man. He got work. <laughs> <laughs> now, last but not certainly not least, I do have to talk about defensive backs because I did play defensive back in college, high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. Blaine Bishop or Kevin Byer. I'm an Indiana guy. Blaine Bishop, <laughs> people don't know this. Blaine Bishop went to St. Joe's College in Rensselaer, Indiana before he went to Ball State. I went on a visit and I met him years ago and he's the same dude now that he was then and he worked his tail off. both both byard and bishop worked their tails off to get where they are but i but bit but for me blaine has been either undersized guy from indiana of course so i gotta go with blaine kevin by it's, it's very slim but blaine <laughs> had to work harder to be who he is and who he was so i give it to blaine that was tough right. that, was, that one was tough yeah. Yeah, yeah, I put them together pretty tough. Make you think a little bit. Uh, yeah. We do have a, a a few comments from over in the uh, touring the AFC South inbox. Uh, of course, uh, one of these comments is about Derrick Henry uh, and uh, the you know about him said probably because people are writing him off as he isn't the top dog anymore uh, because of an injury. So people are kind of thinking that about Derrick Henry, and then all of a sudden, you know, we have a comment about the Indianapolis Colts, which you brought up, when I brought up, and. You kind of finished off, and he said uh, every year they get a new QB, and all of a sudden they are the team to beat. This is uh, from Herm P on uh, YouTube making that comment. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't get it. I'm, I'm See, I'm from Gary, Indiana. And see, Gary, Indiana is kind of like Nashville and Memphis. We had this little thing, Indianapolis and Gary, and we're like the Memphis of of, of, uh, of Indiana. And so okay. we yeah, so we can't stand people from Indianapolis. So that let me say that first. <laughs> but uh <laughs> my son and my nephew are both Colts fans. I grew up a Bears fan. And um I don't know what happened. I, I that's why I miss I missed my mark with my son. But anyway, uh but my one of my good friends is a Colts fan and um I, I just think that they're not their their fans a lot of time are not realists like I am. I'm a true fan. I tell you what's wrong with the tights, I can tell you what's wrong with the Bears. Both of them got bad offensive lines. I'll tell you that right now. And you ain't going to win that way. You need to show that off the lineup. But, uh, yeah, yeah, Indianapolis, five years. He said, Mike, in a row with a new quarterback. Quarterback's your money position. So, we'll see. Okay. Yeah, we'll definitely see what happen, happens uh, this season. All right. Well, that's all I got for you uh, on this episode. Uh, Scott, if you want to tell everyone where they can reach you on social media, what things you're working on, whatever yeah. you want to do, the floor is yours. So you can reach me at uh, Scott Scott C Wallace on Facebook. I have I also am the uh, Fisk at what is it at Fisk WMG on Twitter. Also at what is it at SC Wallace six one five on Twitter and just Scott Wallace on Instagram. Hit me up and y'all want to talk about whatever. And 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 let me just mention uh, Fisk being the first HBCU to have gymnastics. I'm very excited about that as well. That's going to be big and. Mike, we gotta we gotta learn some, about some gymnastics together, man. I, I don't know nothing about it, but I, I'm gonna have to learn really fast. So uh, oh, I hear you there. <laughs> I hear you there. Hopefully, uh, hopefully I can make it out there and we can uh, we can check it out together. Yeah, man, that'll work, man. I really appreciate you again, man. I'm proud of you, man. Keep doing what you're doing, boss. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you to everyone that's been watching and listening. You've been uh, tuned in to Touring the AFC South with your host, Mike Patton. We're out. See y'all. <laughs>